Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. A satisfied customer from the 314. I'm sorry for Alex and uh, Tanner. They have to sit here and listen to BK talk about, imagine this Cardinals team headed for the fact that you have, what, whoa, 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 this is not English. Here we go. It's been three or four seasons. You are right, BK buddy? needs a show with Brad Thompson. It needs to be named Show Called Idiots Talking Together. Because <laughs> they both tell us things like we are stupid and not watching the games ourselves. They are just soft media talking about the same. <laughs> That's all right. Cardinals. T-Bone and I will start a radio show called Ass Hats, Not Assets. It's going to be exciting. I can't wait to listen. With Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. Appreciate you guys for tuning in today. Right now, we're going out to the Brown and Crippen Celebrity Line. Happy to be joined by Jeremy Rutherford live from Minnesota, where the Blues are having morning skate. Uh, JR, we appreciate the time as always, man. How you doing today? Yeah, doing well, doing well. Actually, at Excel Energy uh, Center today, uh, the Blues are going to have a noon meeting followed by some availability, and uh, several of the players just walked by me and by the looks on their faces, you wouldn't know that they beat the Minnesota Wild 4 nothing in game one last night. It looked like they were all walking uh, to go hang out with Tanner somewhere or something, you know, just kind of uh, straight-faced and uh, not looking like they just came off a big win. That's usually how Tanner looks, straight-faced and walking around, <laughs> not like he's excited or anything like that. It's probably like Alex. They just haven't had their morning coffee yet. That's very true. That's coffee sets it. in and then the midday nap, which I never get anymore. Well, JR, uh, the, the, the topic around Blues fans and probably the National Hockey League from everything I've been seeing is the Jared Spurgeon non-discipline where he's getting fined $5,000, but if you missed it, he kind of took a cross-check to Pavel Buchnevich's ankle in the third period. Period. I'm a little surprised, JR, that there was no suspension that was involved with this. And I understand the rebuttal of, well, he didn't get kicked out of the game and it was the end of the game. But man, that was an intent to injure and it was the captain of the team. Yeah, it definitely was. And it could have been a, a bad situation. It really could have. I and mean, that was a pretty good shot to the back of the legs. And you never know what's going to happen, you know, with something like that. I, I was kind of getting word last night that uh, there probably wouldn't be a suspension. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's so much based on Spurgeon's uh, lack of history with, with stuff like that. He, he's uh, typically a guy who's up for the Lady Bing Award for gentleman conduct. So I don't think he'll be up for that award anymore if, if people saw that. But, uh, you know, I probably I think that it probably could have been a suspendable uh, offense. Uh, do you give him a game, perhaps pretty steep in the postseason? But just think, he could have knocked uh, Buchnevich out for a couple games, if not longer. So, 
So we'll see what happens. But yeah, just a fine. And you know, I don't get it. I mean, does that show that a Blues player could go out there tomorrow night and do the same thing? And it's just a fine. It just doesn't seem like a good precedent. Well, and that just kind of, kind of ties into what you just said about the players. And you know, even post game last night, hearing Craig Berube talk about the cross check, just basically stating like, "Look, that's that's playoff hockey. This is how it goes." Like when they have that level mindset where nothing seems to phase them, that's when the Blues seem to be at most dangerous. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Alex. And, uh, you know, we might get some reaction from them here in a little bit, but, uh, you know, probably not. If you're Craig Ruby, you probably just tell the players, hey, don't worry about it, move on, we got the win. So, you know, if that's what the Blues fans and, and everybody's talking about, you know, after a big win like that, you know, typical Craig Ruby, he's just going to say, you know, let's move on. So uh, a big win, he's got to be really happy with the way the team played in all the different areas. Especially with Ville Husso's performance last night, JR, and that's what I wanted to get to with you next. We all had our questions about, hey, you know, it's, it's a new stage for him. He hasn't been in this situation before in a playoff game on the road, raucous environment. They had to be thrilled with what they saw out of Ville Husso last night. Yeah, I gave myself a 50-50 chance. I was sitting with Curbs in the lower bowl yesterday during practice, and we watched Husso come out on the ice, and I said, hey, Curbs, he's either going to stand on his head or he's going to get uh, yanked for game three. And, wow, last night, it's only one game, uh, but he really stood on his head. How about that? I mean, you go in there, and I think the team's really comfortable, confident with the way he's played. They, you know you're going to get a good effort, even though it's the playoffs and he's never done it before. But some of those saves that he made, and it's a 4 nothing game, but early on he made a couple big ones, especially on the penalty kill. That penalty kill's been so uh, well, so good, guys. You know that. Uh, but 6-for-6 six six last night, and as the old cliche goes, your goalie's got to be your best uh, penalty killer, and Billy Husso was last night, I thought. So uh, he was just terrific. It, it's, a, it's a great sign for the Blues moving forward in this postseason that any jitters, any nervousness he's got is behind them now. And it wasn't just him too, though, JR. Like, like he made some big-time saves for the team, which was impactful, but I really thought the defense had a really solid performance other than the power play. And I understand that they gave up 37 shots on goal, but I think 11 of those 37 came on the power play, and then you add three or four that came at four-on-four. I thought the defense did a really decent job of keeping Minnesota to the outside rather than clogging the middle of the lane in front of Ville Husso. Yeah, definitely, definitely. They allowed him to see a lot of pucks. I got some video that I'll have in a story tomorrow, and that did catch my eye, Alex. You know, I'm watching this video, and you can see the, the, the lanes, the clear lanes, so Ville Husso could see. You know, the D was doing their job. You know, they were, they were breaking things up. And I thought, you know, with the way that the pairings changed last night because Scandella wasn't available, so you moved Nick Letty up with Colton Pareko. I thought those two were terrific. I just did some number crunching, and uh, five on five, according to Natural Stat Trick, you know, they gave up just uh, five even-strength shots in the five minutes uh, that they played. So pretty good for that pairing. And then Krug and Falk, I mean, you knew going back to that pair, they were going to have the chemistry that they've showed. So, you know, I thought they were really good. And Craig Bruby said he liked Nico Mikola's game. Uh, I thought that uh, he played pretty well. You know, had a couple hiccups. You don't want to say that uh, you know, it was a completely good game for him, but but uh, they liked his physicality. So I don't know what Scandella's status is going to be for game two, but uh, it sure does sound like Craig Bruby likes Mikola enough that he could be back in for that game. So overall, Alex, you're right. You know, Huso was great, but I thought the defense was outstanding. Jeremy Rutherford is the Blues insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. Be sure to give him a follow on Twitter. He's at JP Rutherford. Joins us each and every Tuesday throughout the Blues season here on 101 ESPN. Uh, JR, I did want to ask you about the Blues depth of scoring, which we talked about all season long. But last night, I thought that's exactly what you wanted to see from it uh, once you get into the playoffs. The Wilds had a clear game plan of shutting down that Robert Thomas, Vladimir Tarasenko, Pavel Buchnevich 
line. They did that with the grief line, as they like to call it. I hate that name so much. Yeah, you do. But you see, <laughs> what, like Alex came up with it. <laughs> so no, mine are more creative, Jr. You know this. <laughs> but when they do that, what they expose them to, uh, themselves to is what that Ryan O'Reilly line can potentially be offensively. Is is that what you saw last night? Is the Blues being able to take advantage of some of those matchups because of their depth? Definitely. And this is two prong. This is two prong. So they got the grief line out against the uh, Thomas line, which is of course what they're going to do matchup wise heading into the games here in Minnesota. And while that line didn't do a lot offensively, what they did do, uh, Greenway took two penalties against that line. And so what happens there is that the blues go on the power play and they got two power play goals from David Perron as a result of those Greenway penalties. So that's one aspect of it. And then the other thing, like you said, BK is, you know, it frees up uh, O'Reilly, Saad, and Perron, and uh, O'Reilly got the big goal last night. And that uh, that line has really come alive offensively. And, you know, nobody's saying that that line's going to help carry the team through the playoffs. But when you're talking about five goals in the last three games from Ryan O'Reilly, and uh, although Perron's offense has come lately on the power play, especially from last night, you know, those guys are humming. And, and so I think, uh, you know, you, you like what the Thomas line does, certainly, uh, if uh, Shen and, and Kairou and uh, Barbashev can get going, you certainly like that group. But gosh, if, if that O'Reilly line is humming too, you're really talking about the, the, the balance that we've been building up for months and months. Jared, what's going to be the key to this game too? Uh, Marcus Foligno had a really interesting comment last night basically saying like, look, we won game one last year in the first round and then we proceeded to lose the next four and got booted in that series that they had against Vegas. Obviously, the series is not over, but... What are you anticipating just from Minnesota's side going into game number two? Well, I, I'm expecting a better performance, obviously. I expected it last night. You know, we talked uh, going into game one about Minnesota probably being more physical. And, you know, yeah, there were moments, but I didn't think they were as physical and take advantage of that as, as they could. And they definitely have to stay out of the penalty box. I mean, the Blues don't need five or six chances. They need two or three, and they can score a couple power play goals. So they're going to have to be more disciplined. I felt like uh, Greenway taking those penalties. You know, they were unnecessary penalties to take. So, you know, I think they'll regroup. But but also, uh, you know, let's look at uh, the goaltending. With a lot of talk about Billy Huso yeah. here. Uh, Minnesota ha- has the experience, right, with the three cups with Andre Fleury. And he comes out last night. And, you know, I don't know that you pin a lot of those on, on him. Again, a couple of them were power play goals. But he's the type of guy, well, you know, if, if he's got the experience, he's got the cup experience, and he's supposed to win a matchup against Billy Huso, Minnesota's going to need that. If not, they're going to have to turn to, to Kim Talbot. So, you know, obviously, game two, after you lose game one, more energy. You know, everything's going to be uh, pumped up tomorrow for Minnesota. But they're going to have to uh, play better than they did in game one. JR, I was trying to find the quote earlier today that you tweeted out last <laughs> night about the fourth line. It doesn't exist. It was really interesting uh, what Craig Berube said about them. They didn't play a ton, uh, but he seemed to really like what he got out of the fourth line last night. What did Berube say about them? Yeah, uh, what it was, and, and I uh, agreed with him there, was there were a lot of penalties in the game, right? And so there's a lot of special teams, and that line doesn't get to come on the ice uh, special teams except for, for Bozak. Uh, so Torpchenko sitting, Nathan Walker sitting. Uh, but after those penalty kills were over, that line went out a lot. And what Craig Bruby was saying is he felt like they really settled the game down. They, they got some offensive zone time, and they just made simple plays like that line uh, can do. And I think that settles it down, and then you kind of get it back into a 5-5. Five and five. So, you know, there was a lot of disruption last night, and what he was saying is that he felt like they came in and, and settled it down. Now, you're right, they only played Torpchenko and, and Walker only played about seven minutes apiece, and, you know, not a ton of hitting. 
Um, so I, I think they played well, but I also think there's an element, BK, of, of Craig Bruby trying to pump that group up and, mm-hmm. you know, get that get that comment out there because they're really going to need that fourth line, especially in this series, I think. And I think Craig Bruby wants them to feel good about themselves. Anything else you saw last night, Jared, that we didn't ask about that stood out to you? No, I think we covered a lot. I mean, you got the, the PK to me is the biggest thing. You know, there's not going to be a lot of special teams. You know, we say that going into a series, and then you have a game like last <laughs> night, and, 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 and there is. So you're going to need that PK, and, and, and look, that's great. And then the, the, the power play, you know, the best in the road all season long during the regular season, about 29%, they come through last night. I mean, that Perron goal, what was it, the third one came two seconds after the power play ended. So essentially, you know, they had three last night. So I guess the biggest takeaway for me is that uh, the Blues stayed composed, and, and they played, uh, you know, the style of game that they need to play against Minnesota. That's the biggest thing. You get into the postseason, you kind of don't know what to expect. But if you can just watch one game and get a feel for how this team is going to respond, I felt like you couldn't have drawn it up any better for the Blues. It's Jeremy Rutherford. Be sure to subscribe to The Athletic. You'll get his great work. Of course, you'll be able to read Katie Wu's work on The Athletic as well. We always appreciate the time. JR, enjoy yourself today up in Minnesota. We'll talk with you again soon, man. All right. Thanks, boys.